I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 486 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, Brad? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad to hear it. We're doing our first normal episode uh, in a while, right? Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, well, we've done... I guess what I mean is that for the past couple months, we've had a lot of interview episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, We've been doing the Tensity Town History podcast, and that's been going on since, uh, I don't know, August? Yeah, late August, early September. Wow. It's, I, I gotta say it's helpful. It was helpful to do those because our normal episodes, it's hard. We don't, we're not doing as much. It's really hard the to COVID. think of things to fill the yeah, time. Yeah, because usually we talk so much about our performance lives, right? right. Our live comedy shows and my, my band's concerts and your improv shows yep. and all the stuff that we do. It's been helpful to have interview episodes to rely on. Yes. Um, but now we're kind of back into the swing of things, although I think there is another cool interview coming up next week with another person from the View Askew universe. Oh, okay. That's going to be really cool. Is it Affleck? <laughs> well, he's in character. It's Batfleck. Oh, okay. <laughs> did an interview with Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but uh, but we appreciate everybody that kind of tuned in for the Tesdy Town History episodes. And I hope people tune in when it becomes, uh, you know, when it's on Patreon, the Tell Them Steve Dave Patreon we're going to change the name, and I think I know what the name's going to be, but, you know, let's not announce it yet, because who knows yeah, if it changes Brad more. it's the Memorial Testy yeah. Town history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a long one. It's yes. a long yes, one. Yes, it is. It just has Brad Roar, Mama, dot, 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 yeah. you know, at the top of the title, because it's too long. Yep. Um, and one thing I really wanted to kind of talk about directly, a lot of people have asked me about our back catalog, and they're like, I want to listen to all your podcasts. But I, and we're on everything. The Chuck and Brad podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, podcast, whatever. There's literally like I went to the top 25 of them. And we're on all of them. And we're on all of them. I made sure we're on all of them. But it's only the most recent 25 episodes. And the reason for this, and I won't get too technical with this, is that we set this podcast up in 2009 when we started podcasting and just the methodology of doing it then the method that we kind of thought was the best, uh, it it has limitations. And the limitation is that it only has the 25 most recent episodes. Right. You can always find our entire back catalog at chuckandbradpodcast.com, of course. But that is very difficult. What are you going to do? Download 450 episodes one by one? Right. You know, if you have an office job, it's easy. Just open a tab, chuckandbradpodcast.com, find the episode and turn it on and then do your work in a different tab. However, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not, not everyone has office jobs. Yeah. And they also, also, most people don't listen to podcasts that way. Also, we have filthy language. So I hope you're using headphones at your desk. Yeah. So here's the thing. We are on a mission to make it so that our entire back catalog is up on all the podcast apps. So you can just subscribe to Chuck and Brad podcast on iTunes and have the entire 485 episode back catalog. You can listen to the entire Tesdy Town History series. You can listen to our interview with Joe List. You can listen to us run down the Friday the 13th movies from Halloween a couple weeks ago. You can ago. go way back and hear us talk about which rock band songs are coming out this week. <laughs> Yeah, that is right. way back. Oh, yeah. You can hear us even talk about Netflix when they started Netflix and being like, how does this work? This doesn't make any sense. Like, how, how, like I can't believe this value. Anyway, 
Um, we're on a mission to make that the reality. Uh, so bear with us as we do that. Hopefully it'll be sooner than later. If you have any, if you know how to deal with RSS feeds and podcasts and XMLs and you think you might be able to help us, write us at chuckandbrad@gmail.com. That would be very helpful. We're figuring it out right now. We have a server um, that hosts all the podcasts and um, we uh, we post through Blogspot and then have that turned into a feed by feed burner and all that stuff is very antiquated. So we have to find a new way to post our podcast, a new place to take our old our old podcasts and put them like host, not, not host them, but post them through. We have them hosted on a server. Yes. We just need like, it might be WordPress. I don't know, but I'm trying to figure it the fuck out right now. And we're on our way. We're going to get that back catalog up. Thank you for everyone that messaged us and emailed us and reached out to us because we're uh, we're going to make it a reality real soon. I promise. It's weird. You said we're on a mission to do that. Aren't we also on a mission to solve a cold case before the end of the year? Weren't we going to oh, yeah. solve a Rhode Island unsolved murder? <laughs> yeah, and like time's Christmas. running out. Yeah. For Christmas. We have like two and a half months. For our Christmas episode, yes, right? We're going to solve one, I forgot of, that we promised one that. of the tragic unsolved murders. Uh, I feel bad sometimes. In the state of Rhode Island. That's really funny. Yeah. 70 days. Let's do it. Let's uh, Let's get on it. Yes. Uh, I'll run some prints. Uh, you dust for corpses. For this podcast thing, though, we're really going to get it done. Okay. We're really going to have our back catalog up on uh, on all the podcast apps. And I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on trying to figure it out. And, you know, I'm just saying, A storyline, solving the murder. B storyline, figuring out the uh, the podcast situation. If this is an episode of Seinfeld, A and B intersect. <laughs> And provide solutions for each other. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really funny. All right, let's move on. Uh, What do we got going on? Chuck and Brad updates. Brad, what's going on? Uh, I had a couple shows through the Providence Improv Guild uh, YouTube. Uh, We did some some live streaming shows of uh, uh, varying quality. I don't know that I loved one of them. Uh, The other one was was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, But those are available if you just search Providence Improv Guild on YouTube uh, and just look for What I Lied to You, uh, which is a game show. And I was on the October 1st episode. uh, And then October 2nd, I was on uh, Hubbub, The Improvised Trial. Nice. That got weird. Chuck and Brad really updates. We, they're usually when we're doing upcoming live shows, but there's not that many. So there we are not. Talk about other stuff. Yep. Uh, for me... Um, what do you got going on? I mean, I have a new article in the Bay Magazine that's coming out this week. Nice. It's uh, you know, a magazine local to Rhode Island. It's about a new uh, ma- a restaurant called Water Dog. Oh, yeah. I've heard a lot about um, it. That's from fun. You. TheBayMagazine.com, I think, is the website. Um, there's a new Tell em Steve Dave video out uh, October 6th. That was this past Tuesday. The 80s and 80 Evil Dead. Um, and I shot it. Uh, I don't know even know when I shot it. But uh, I didn't edit it, but I did shoot it and, and direct the shoot. Um, and then, of course, uh, I mean, this is upcoming kind of, but man, we shot the Tell em Steve Dave Halloween special Ooh-hoo, for this year. Doggy. And it is a doozy. Uh, little Getem is, uh, uh, he's really letting it all hang out. That's all I'm going to say. I don't like that. And um, man, it's really, really funny. And I feel comfortable saying that because Walt has already announced on Twitter, like, we have three Halloween projects coming up and stuff. So look out for the Tell em Steve Dave Halloween special. Very excited to see it drop. Good. Um, and, uh, and yeah, those are my, those are my updates of new stuff that I'm working on. All right. Or that, that are, they're coming out very soon that I'm working on. Um, so a couple things, let's see, we have a normal episode this week. So we're going to talk about regular topics in the news and uh, stuff that's happening to us. First things first. Um, other thing I guess that should be part of my updates too, is that the Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, the podcast, their live 10th anniversary show at a drive-in 
came out last week. It's yes. up now at thatkevinsmithclub.com. I had the privilege of shooting it, editing it, directing it, whatever you want to say. Yeah, and, and you, we, we talked a little bit about the behind the scenes of it uh, on the episode two weeks ago, episode 484. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it a lot. And um, I really, you know, I really, really, really worked super hard to make it the best project it could possibly be. I went and shot a bunch of extra stuff for it and um, really, really was happy with the the output. And then uh, Kevin tweeted this week at me and thanked me for it and stuff like that. And a lot of, I got a lot of support from people who were telling Steve Dave fans that were tweeting back and being like, oh, congrats and to Kevin about I'm a great guy and all this stuff. And it was very heartwarming and I appreciate all the support. Um, a, lot, a lot of support on that uh, project and people kind of responding to him and responding to me and stuff like that. So it was really, really um, heartwarming. Good. You know? Yeah. Every once in a while, your heart needs to get warmed. Yeah. It was really nice. I was, I was really appreciative of, of that. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to continue to working with Kevin. We'll see what happens. Um, he put up a cryptic video last week on hmm. Twitter of him work, walking into a uh, an empty a space, a room. Okay. And saying like, yeah, I think this will work. Something like that. And it's very cryptic and no one knows what it is. Oh. You know? Yeah. Uh, I know what it is, but um, oh. <laughs> not everybody does. Yeah. And uh, I just hope that... Uh, can I can I make some guesses? Make, make some guesses. What it's, do you got? It's, it's an abattoir. Abattoir? 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 Nope. Uh, it's a, a killing room. A kill room. Abattoir a, a, is a killing room? Yeah. Like there's blood all over. You, you associate... Um, that's the place where people are like tortured and murdered. No, I don't think that's what it is. Okay. All right. Well, that was just one guess. Right, right, it's just, right. Like, even Rumpelstiltskin gave three guesses. So, right. Uh, so, guess one. He, oh, he gave people guesses to his riddles? Right. Well, what, no, what was to, Rumpelstiltskin's to, to, deal? All right. Rumpelstiltskin yes. said... He spun straw into gold. Right. And, but he... What does w- that mean? That, uh, all right. So, uh, he had a spinning wheel, <laughs> and instead of <laughs> spinning it into, like, uh, instead of spinning, like, cotton into yeah, yeah. yarn? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't really know that. But basically... He turned straw into cotton? Yeah, he turned straw into gold. I like know, but gold did, and did cotton. people normally turn gold and straw no, no, into cotton? No, no, no. Straw doesn't go into cotton, but straw is, like, plentiful spin, and cheap. What do you cheap. spin straw into? Uh, you don't spin straw into anything, I think. So it's not only weird that he spun it into gold, it's weird right. that he was spinning co- straw. straw in the first place. Well, I don't understand. Well, yeah, I think because, all right, so if you have a bale of hay. Yes. Now imagine that it was all gold. It's okay. a lot of gold. That's pretty yeah, great, right? a lot of gold. And so, you know, I, I think that the spinning wheel is just... What's the spinning process? <sighs> I honestly don't know. I know. I thought. I always. It's, it's like, wait, does it? Does something turn I, into wool? Is this? Is this wool into yarn? Since I was a kid, I always wondered. Rumpelstiltskin spins straw into gold. Yep. I'm like, I don't know what straw is normally spun into. I don't think it's spun. I think it's woven into like mats. All right. So in other words, saying he spun straw into gold is almost like he. Geez, I can't even think of an analog for that one. But I guess straw doesn't get spun. I, into I, anything. I, you know what? I guess it would be like he baked straw into pizza. <laughs> And you're not, like, oh, not, do you, do you not normally do you not normally bake straw? But he baked it into pizza. Into pizza. No, no, it's even worse than that because you do bake something into pizza. Right. Because it's like he baked straw <laughs> into, into cold. A, into, into cold. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's really odd. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But the, basically, I, I think the king had promised uh, his the, like his daughter, the princess, yes. to Rumpelstiltskin in exchange for like gold, gold. and then t- tried to back out of the deal. Mm-hmm. And Rumpelstiltskin said, "All right, you could if you guess my name." You can, uh, you know, the, the, then, then I don't, then you don't get my daughter, or then I don't take your daughter. And the king somehow overheard it 
and had three guesses on three separate occasions. On so on guess number nine, he correctly guessed Rumpelstiltskin. What? Yeah, he overheard it. Yeah, what's, so, somebody what's the moral over, of this story? Some, yeah, well, eavesdrop. That's the moral of the I know, story. I don't like that. I, you know what? I don't know what the moral of the story is. We don't. Under, I don't think we understand oh, Rumpelstiltskin like at all. I know that Rumpelstiltskin was so mad that he tore himself asunder. That he was so mad that he ripped himself in half. <laughs> That's in the original Grimm's fairy tale. That's the one thing I carried with me. When we were playing, also, when we were by playing the way, Battletoads. That's as likely <laughs> as spinning straw into gold. When we were playing Battletoads recently, yes. which we're saving for an upcoming episode. I almost ripped myself asunder. Oh, how yeah. frustrated I got at it, the hyperbike level. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I almost tore myself right in two. Um, but anyway. Yeah, you got three quarters of the way through. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to sew you back up, but we didn't have any any thread, so I had to get my spinning wheel and a big pile of straw. I heard that Humpty Dumpty's not an egg. You ever hear that? Yeah, I have heard that. What does that mean? Uh, that it's a, a metaphor. All the king's horses. What does that mean? Uh, that, that Humpty Dumpty, it's, it's said that he represents either a certain person mm. or like the English monarchy Ooh. or like a prime minister, like one of these different different things. Oh, uh, I see. I yeah. see. He had a great fall. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And he just became that because it's an easier... It's an easier thing to draw, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, anyway, Kevin Smith is going into a room. I do know what the room is, I believe. Uh, but I think that there's other stuff going on. And I hope that if Kevin is doing more stuff on the East Coast, that I get to be involved. And I'll do everything I can to make that happen. I hope you do too. But we will see. Yeah. I think this first project went really well. Yes. And uh, people really seem to enjoy it and uh we're very supportive one cool thing i wanted to mention now i'm a strange guy hmm? I, I don't love, know i don't know that i've noticed that I, over the past 485 episodes i love uh i love a lot of art like i love a lot of music and and, and movies and video games and yes. uh whatever i love the aesthetic of a lot of different things and one thing I've been saying to Brad for years, and you can back me up or or tell the world I'm a fucking dirty liar. I but, will tell the truth, <clears throat> sir. I love the opening credits of the movie Halloween 4. Yes. You say it is very atmospheric and does yes. a great job of yes. giving the feeling of what you feel Halloween should be like. And not Halloween the movie, right. Halloween the, the celebration. Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because it's just a lot of shots of... A farmland and homemade decorations. It's kind of overcast and creepy, but not scary at all. It's just a little foreboding. There's, yeah, like I said, half-assed decorations. And of course, because it was made a long time ago, these like soft, meaning focus soft, soft titles of Halloween that are orange and black. And I love it so much. And I, I talk about it every year. I don't even love Halloween 4 as a movie. Like I'll, I'll watch. I'm happy to watch it. I'd love yeah. to watch it. But I just put on the title sometimes, the title sequence, it makes me feel like Halloween. And it was so crazy. I saw the excellent company, Cavity Colors, on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Cavity Colors. Right. And they put up a video, uh, a video the other day on Instagram, and it says, Is anyone else obsessed with the opening credits to Halloween 4? It's always been one of my favorite openings to a horror film, and I'll sometimes rewind it a few times over before watching the full movie. It perfectly captures the autumnal, eerie atmosphere we all adore about the month of October. Floating leaves, creepy decorations, carved pumpkins, and the looming thought of the shape lurking around just around every corner. Isn't that crazy that it someone is. else has such a specific thought? It really, to the point where I suspect 
that you are the owner and proprietor. Who kn- if you found out I owned one of these crazy, kooky Halloween companies, would you be that surprised? Not that surprised, no. You know what? You'd be surprised that I kept it from you. Yes. Um. Anyway, a couple days later, they posted Cavity Colors. Remember the Halloween 4 opening sequence we talked about yesterday? We turned that, that spooky autumn imagery from the opening of Halloween 4 into an ultra cozy pair of jogger sweatpants. Our officially licensed Halloween 4, 5, and 6 collections are coming this Wednesday at 5 p.m. And they include tees, zip-up hoodies, ringers, and more. So so on Wednesday at 5 p.m., Cavity Colors, I'm sure it's CavityColors.com. That's what I would imagine. Yeah. Um, they're having, uh, you know, this uh, Halloween 4, 5, and 6 clothing collection. But they have a pair of sweatpants that's based on the opening of Halloween 4. That is beautiful. It's crazy that it's just crazy that something that I like so specifically for such a strange reason was turned into uh, was turned into a clothing item. I'm very excited for next week when we're like, ah, oh, this uh, restaurant said they have pizza, cheese pizza inspired by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. I thought you were gonna say uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd also be good. But you specifically have repeatedly said how appetizing the pizza in TMNT two Secret of the Ooze. Oh, it looks is so to good. You. Yeah, if they had a recipe for that pizza, I'd, I'd make it. Uh, Man, out, apropos of nothing. In my youth, uh, there were two malls in in uh, in the area. One was South Lake Mall, and that was like the the big, more mainstream one. And one yeah. was Century Mall, and that was less big and less mainstream. It did have a CD store. My mm-hmm. friends went in there after hours and stole a bunch of CDs. Uh, Statute of Limitations has probably expired. Uh, but there was like a Burlington Coat Factory. There was a, a neat little independent arcade, but there was a food court. And going to that food court was basically my favorite restaurant for like two years. How come? I'm not really clear. They had a Popeyes. They you had like Popeyes. They had a Shoops. What's Shoops? Uh, like it's a hamburger place you in, like in Northeast Indiana. Yeah. Shoop. One thing that people, if you just started listening to the podcast in the past couple of months, you might not know. Brad is from Indiana. Yes. And Northwest Indiana. All these bizarre food places that he just like. They seem like they're out of like a sitcom that we wrote them. One of them is Aurelio's Pizza, where he grew up working in high school. Yes, I did. There's Shoop's Hamburgers. Yep. There's Boz's Hot Dogs. That's B-O-Z-O, B-O-Z apostrophe S Hot yes. Dogs. Yep. Is there another one? Um, we all, we well, Culver's is a chain, and we yeah. always go there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to me, like when I go home, I have to have Aurelio's Pizza. Yeah. And then uh, usually I get Boz's Hot Dogs. I get two chili dogs. <laughs> Uh, and Shoop's hamburgers are like the, the, we must go to these places. And yeah. then it, you know, all are the other Shoop's hamburgers that good, you know, it, they're, they're similar to Shake Shack hamburgers, yeah, except I, like I, I think a little bit bigger and maybe a little bit crispier. Um, interesting. Yeah. I, I where oh, it's uh, the food court, but there was a place called pizza pizzazz and it's just pizza by the slice. And again, nothing exceptional about it looking back, mm. but like. Thinking about that Ninja Turtles 2 pizza makes me think of Pizza Pizzazz Pizza, and I want to like go back to Century Mall, which has been knocked down yep. and no longer exists. But right, I'm like, oh, I didn't appreciate it when I had it. But I, I, you know, I did appreciate it when I had it. Of course. Of um, course. But yeah. I believe it. By the way, the first night I got my driver's license, I drove to South Lake Mall, mm-hmm. uh, and I almost got into a car accident because I was like, oh, this light's turning yellow. Time to stop. And I almost got rear-ended. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I'd, like, I'd had my license close to the light. Yeah. I had had my license for like five hours and I almost got rear ended because I was like frightened to go through a yellow light. <laughs> that doesn't surprise it me. It does not at no, all. No. 
It's funny because you're not good with uh, you're good with hard and fast black and white rules. Yes, but you're not good with rules where you have to make your own decisions. Not, not, no, no, not especially. And, you know, at that's this, a good that's a good example of it. It, it is. I mean, like, you know, I'm a little more okay with yellow lights now. Are you? Yeah, I feel like I've been in. Maybe it was in your car. Maybe was I in your car one time where you you halted to a stop to stop at a yellow light? Uh, I I mean I've done that, so it's possible. Yes, yes. Uh, it's where where I I didn't anticipate how long the the yellow was going to be. Basically, right, right, right. Um, a movie we watched recently that I thought was, I thought would be so fun and quirky and silly. Oh, what food desire did this spark in you? Um, <laughs> zero. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a movie that came out called the box It came out in like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the movie, the gift with Jason Bateman, which is a really creepy movie, um, about kind of like, a. it's like a thriller basically. Yeah. And uh, The Box was another movie that I always saw a trailer for and I never watched. And we were trying to think of something kind of like a little bit thrillery, spooky, whatever to watch uh, for the Halloween season. And Gina, my girlfriend and I were like, oh, let's watch The Box. So we're like, hey, Brad, you want to watch The Box? And he's like, I guess so. And uh, we're like, it's about a movie. It's about a, it's about Cameron Diaz and James Marsden. Yes. They're a couple. Someone comes over. They get a fucking box. And yep. they say, if you press this button, uh, somewhere in the world, someone will die, but you'll get a million dollars. Right. Right. Yep. And that's what I knew going into it. And that's what it's about. And it's, I guess, I, and I guess what I assumed was more, it's about the struggle of figuring it out. Yeah. And then perhaps what happens when you do that and right. who dies and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, we watched it and it was very different. First of all, you say you wouldn't press the button, right? That's correct. All right. I got a question for you. Oh, well, boy. I don't know. I got, I got some questions. Good. All right. Someone comes to your house, brings you a box. Yep. You press the button. First of all, you don't believe them, right? No. That's the first thing? No, I'm, I'm very skeptical. Right. Yeah. But, but you wouldn't press the button? No. Do you believe them enough that you're like a little worried? I, you know, why tempt fate? Right. Especially in this case, they had a 24-hour limit. And if you were like, yeah, you, yeah, need, yeah. you need to tamp down your curiosity for 24 hours, I can do that. Okay, I have a question. Yes. What if something happened in your family at that time mm-hmm. and they were in dire financial straits? Would you feel differently about it? I, I'd probably feel differently, but I still don't think I could bring myself to press the button. All right. Now think about this. Oh, boy. You're re- really raising the stakes on me. You get the box. Uh-huh. Me and you, okay. Would you at least go try to figure out the deal behind this box with me, and perhaps like see how legitimate it is, and see how they determine who who dies from it? Uh, you know, it's it's weird because <laughs> Let, I, let's get rid of this twenty four hour time limit. Uh, if if we're gonna week, if, all right. So we're gonna week. Are you ar- are you around when I get the box? Like We're in the middle of the podcast. And oh, right now, like, like the right, doorbell rings. Okay, it's it's nine fifty two. But let's say let's say just for uh, synchronicity sake, at, at ten p.m. Eight minutes from yes, now, the doorbell yes, rings. Yes, and uh, there's a box with live a on the podcast. Live on the podcast. Yes, and uh, so oh boy, it, 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 honestly, like I think quelling your enthusiasm and your like <laughs> yeah. quite frankly insatiable curiosity yeah, 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 about I was it. Say, I'd really have my hands full. I was gonna- <laughs> Most of your effort is going to be in stopping me from pressing that <laughs> <Yes>, button. <laughs> absolutely. I will say, if he comes in, he's like, you have 10 minutes to think about it, and you say no, and he walks away, and you never hear about it again, mm-hmm. 
How much of the rest of your life are you thinking about that? Uh, you know, a lot. Yeah, probably. But it's still like uh, the idea of, of somebody you you don't know. I, I, I'm expecting a monkey's paw situation. Right. Uh, which is what the original short story uh, by Richard Matheson was about. Um, Wait, not, not an actual monkey's paw. One? Yeah, the original boxer. It's called Button Button. Um, That's what this is based on. Yeah. I, I It's weird because I think... If, if it happens and you're around, I, I do think a lot of my energy is like not making sure you don't press the button because I, because I know that's the, they the want to see you happy because they want you to have a million dollars. Well, we'd have to split it yeah. uh, because I know that the consequences are going to fall on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, know, I know. I know. Oh man. And, uh, but if it happens and you're not around, yeah. I think I, I put the box in the closet and I don't look at it and I Would try not to think it? about it. Uh, I think honestly, after after yeah <laughs> so i don't so i don't convince you to press it no because i because i it would it would consume you oh it consume me all right let's say that guy's you know we find out who the guy is mm-hmm. are you you're like i know his i know his license plate right yep because you look at it you just yep. happen to look at it and you have a photographic memory yeah um you, you can remember five numbers yes um and so I'm like, well, let's, let's, you know, let's use our connections and find out who this guy is. We find out his license plate. Uh-huh. We find out where his house is. We go to his house, like secret in secret. We're oh, doing good. like, what's it called? A sting? What's it called when you go and you uh, steak, steak out? out yeah. Steak out. Oh man. Are we eating Chinese food? We're eating Chinese food. Oh we're yeah. Eating, we're eating, uh, we're eating, uh, pizza. I'm opening up about my dad. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> oh, night. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you, you talk about why you became a cop? <laughs> Yeah, talk about um, why you turned down that promotion. Yeah, to stay right. on the streets. We st- we stake him out. He ba- he backs out of his driveway six in the morning. Backs out of his driveway. Mm-hmm. We're following him to work. We're sleepy eyed. Mm-hmm. L- luckily, he goes to get Starbucks. We get some Starbucks yes. too. You know, um, he doesn't recognize us. Or like, do I stay in the car and you go in? You're wearing. Uh, just a hat, a, a Weird Al mustache, <laughs> mid eighties. Okay, and a Weird Al wig. You okay? And a Hawaiian shirt. Uh huh. And you're coming oh, up with some really I, funny parody I have songs. An accordion. <laughs> you just assume Weird Al's identity. Yes. Here's what sucks: we realize we go to his house. He has a million Weird Al bumper stickers. Oh and, no! And he a, so he asked for your autograph. Oh. No, 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 no. So we're following him, and we we find out. We find out. Definitely, no questions asked. The person who will be killed. What do you mean? No questions no, asked. I already have we, so many questions. We, we asked all the questions. Okay. No more questions to be okay. asked. Fast forward. Fast forward. Yep. We know the person that's going to die is a terrible piece of shit convicted of a thousand murders. Mm. Just a terrible guy. Okay. Would you press the button? I don't think I would. Wow. I don't want that on my conscience. What, what do you want? What you're t- well, you know what? And he's and we we well, then we stake out that guy. Okay, he's plotting a bunch more murders. Oh no, this is the trolley problem all over again. Do I pull the lever? So so he's gonna plot some murders. So if you press the box button, you get a million dollars. You stop the murders. And there's no guarantee that those murders are gonna happen. I, he's pretty good. He's done. He's done so Why many. Why don't we stop him from doing the murders? You want to you want to confront a murderer? Well, you're with me. First of all, I'd go out there and I'd play addicted to spuds and, and he would be so floored by the gre- cleverness. Your greasy hands, your <laughs> salty, salty lips. <laughs> Looks like. You found the chat. Yeah. I, I like that we remember all the Weird Al songs <laughs> oh, yeah. from the late 80s. Um, from albums I got probably in the late 90s. Yeah. Um, but if we confront the murderer, 
What do you think is going to happen? He's going to A, try to murder us, A, definitely, and B, you're going to kill him with your bare hands. No, I'm killing him with your bare hands. Well, we're our hands together. Why are we? Why? Why didn't we call the police? They're no help. Uh. <laughs> well, they might help, but we don't know. This guy's gotten away with so many murders. If you knew it's a terrible guy, no questions, would you press the button? I, I, I still don't think I could. I still don't think it's on me to be the executioner. Wow. It's, it's really hard for me yeah, to, to, murder people. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it were easier to murder people. Yeah. I'd be... <laughs> no, I know. Anyway, um, I don't think I, I could press it either yeah. because of that reason. It's just like there's something in me. Um, I mean, first of all, you know, in the movie, they don't have any sort of information. It could be anybody. Right. Um, I couldn't either. And I don't care about money that much. Right. That's the other thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I am not in dire financial straits. My, yeah. you know, no one in my family is in dire financial yeah, straits it, right now. Even, right. even so, you don't care about the money that much. Right. You know what I mean? Even, yeah. if, even if, you know, whatever. So it was, so I, yeah, it'd be tough for me too. Anyway, in the movie, we're not going to really spoil the movie too much, but they get the box from this weird guy with a weird burned face or something. Yeah. They don't know what to do. And then after the week, like, I think, I think Cameron Diaz basically is like, this can't be real. And she presses it. Yep. And they get the money and the movie is just like, there's all these weird things. And there's like a lot of like, it seems like people are like laughing at them. And I don't know. It's very strange, but it goes into this whole alien subplot. I really, I'm, I don't judge movies harshly. I always look for the good man. This movie, I really didn't. I was like, so like, this movie is terrible. I never feel like that. It felt ponderous. Oh my God. I, I, it was so meandering. There were so many new parts. They felt so disconnected. It didn't feel like anything tied in together. Man, did I dislike the box. I wanted a movie that felt more like like Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Right. That's the only one that doesn't have Michael Myers. And it's about a mask company that makes masks that kill people. And it just was a little bit wacky. There's some wacky stuff. There's some stuff where you're like, oh, what the heck is this? And I thought this was going to be kind of like schlocky and silly. But man, it was so bad. What are you doing? There's a bug. What kind of bug? I don't know, a cricket? I don't know if I stepped on it or not. You can't kill a cricket. Well. Um, but man, I really didn't like the box. It was uh, not not my favorite movie. I, I, I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, I like the concept is good. I just thought the execution. Well, the concept is good, but don't you feel like the concept is like that makes up the first 20% and then yeah. the rest of it is just bananas on top of it? Yes. It's just like crazy. Um, so I would not recommend the box. Um, although I think it's fun to think about the question, but I guess to me, the million dollars is not a good enough uh, positive. I mean, is is there an amount that would have you push the button? I think it can't be money. It has to be something else that's really fun, like wicked fun. Pizza. I don't know. It's, it's all the, all my ideas are X-rated right now. Straw spinning into gold. Yeah, yeah. The ability to spin straw into gold. Yes. Um, <laughs> the ability to bake straw into pizza. But yeah. All right. So I got a little topic. I think this is fun. I listen to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, which is Conan O'Brien's podcast. Oh, that's weird. A, a doorbell. <laughs> we, uh, that was Brad with the doorbell app. Uh, we like, you know, we like Conan O'Brien. We saw him live when he was off TV for a while. That was awesome. Very funny. Uh, this is from the laugh button, a little bit of news. Conan O'Brien and Team Coco announced multi-project deal with Audible. Since launching the podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend back in late 2018, Team Coco has fully embraced the audio world. From shows exploring the behind the scenes of Conan 
Inside Conan is the name of the show. Two additionally popular uh, shows, including Literally with Rob Lowe, Three Questions with Andy Richter, and Dad's the podcast. It seems they're very quickly found their way around the medium. Today it was announced that Team Coco is extending things even further. Team Coco has partnered up with Audible to bring us all sorts of new stuff. Some of these new shows include scripted and non-scripted series, non-fiction documentaries, and more. We imagine this new deal will allow Conan O'Brien and, comp- and company more chances to give opportunities to up-and-coming comedic voices. Nice. Starting things off is Leah Thompson and Zoe Deutsch, Deutsch in a new scripted show titled A Total Switch Show that will launch on May 6th. The series follows 23-year-old Emma and her 54-year-old mom who have switched bodies. But unlike movies, no amount of lesson learning will switch them back. That's pretty weird. Yeah. Rounding out the cast is Bradley Whitford, Bobby Moynihan, Giancarlo Esposito, Christopher Mintz-Plas, Judy Greer, and more people. Um, that's pretty interesting, though. I uh, I think that... Like, I love Conan O'Brien. I love the voice of Conan O'Brien's TV show. I always have. And um, I think that when Conan O'Brien started doing a podcast with Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Right. I was like, man, it's cool because like, you know, his show was almost like sketches and fun and then the celebrity interviews. Right. And I enjoy his celebrity interviews, but right. at the same time, they do have to be kind of segmented into this seven minute bit. This information needs to come out. Right. And so it doesn't, that part never felt uh, super unique. Right. I mean, a little bit. And it's weird because it it didn't feel organic, but I still think of like... I I think it felt organic. I I think of specific moments during his interviews. Oh, you mean entire conversation didn't feel organic. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And he was funny and stuff like that. Right. But now when he does Conan O'Brien, he's a friend and it's like at least 45 minutes of just them talking about whatever they want. I think he's like an amazing podcast host. And these conversations are excellent. So I'm very excited to see what they do. Uh, with Conan O'Brien and Audible together, making some podcasts. Um, one thing I'm really excited about... Oh, sorry, just as, yeah. as you're talking about Audible, um, you know, do you have any level of interest in audiobooks at all? Because, I, I, you know, you listen to podcasts often, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't know if that interest would translate. Even, even like books that you enjoy where you're like, oh, yeah, I listened to Fight Club on audiobook mm. just to, you know, like re-experience it. And um, I, just, just, just wondering... It's not like I'm buying you an Audible subscription for Christmas or anything. I don't think so because I think with podcasts, as I've noticed, and I don't really like this about myself. It's all right. I really listen to podcasts for a tone and oh, okay. a rhythm between people that are having conversations. Okay. Uh, so I listen to Tell Him Steve Dave. I listen to Tuesdays with Stories with Joe List and Mark Norman. Right. And I just want to hear them kind of have a back and forth that is fun and fits into my needs of the day and like i notice sometimes i focus on something and i miss part of it and i rewind it or maybe i miss part of it and i don't rewind it and i kind of go back and forth and i re-listen to podcasts sometimes and it's almost like if i have a busy week i might re-listen the same podcast a couple times like that's an hour and a half long right because i've missed a couple things and because i like the atmosphere so if I was listening to a narrative story, I don't know how that would translate. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I'm I not normally an audiobook guy. Uh, I listened to a, a Blake Crouch book uh, a couple years ago just to like 
see what it was like. And I was yeah. using the Overdrive app through my phone, you right. know, got it from the library or whatever. But uh, my one of my favorite authors, Brandon Sanderson, right. and another author I really like, Mary Robinette Kowal, who wrote uh, the Lady Astronaut series, uh, have teamed up and they wrote an original story for Audible. And it's only released via audiobook. And I'm like, oh, I want to hear that story because I like them as authors. Mm-hmm. But like the idea of all right, I'm going to listen to it in the car or I'm going to listen to it in this place. I'm going to listen. It's just hard for me to focus on audiobooks. Yeah, right. And, uh, and you know, I, like I still want to experience it and I probably still will. I, it's not like it's a, 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 a 10 hour or 30 hour or whatever uh, long thing. It's probably an hour to an hour and a half. Right. But it's like, oh, all right, well, I have to sit down and I want to actually listen to it. And then it's like, well, what else am I doing at that time? And the idea of only listening to an audiobook is really hard for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drive, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's, if, it's if, if I had a long drive, right. then then absolutely, I, I'm I'm looking at that. Right. But long drives are few and far between. Yeah. Uh, and and even we're we're few and far between in a non-pandemic world. Right. So the idea of where it's like, oh, you know, I have a week a week off coming up right after Halloween. Am I going to like drive to Maine and then like get out of my car, look around, and then be like, all right, that was Maine, and then drive back? Like, right. I know it's tough. It's 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 really tough to figure out what I'm going to do with myself that week. Yes, I hear you. Um, one of the things I'm really excited for, maybe the thing I'm most excited for this whole year, I gotta say, because like a lot of the movies this summer have been kind of uh, decimated. Yeah. Uh, the Borat Two trailer came oh, out. Oh yeah, it did. Holy shit! Um, and it's funny because I'll say this right off the bat: Do I think the trailer is amazing? Uh, not really. Right. I think it's fine. I think it serves its purpose. I think it probably shows you what kind of topics he's going to tackle. Right. What the cast is going to be. Stuff like that. But Sasha Baron Cohen is brilliant as yes. Borat. The first Borat movie is one of my favorite comedies of all time. I love the segments from the Ali G show that Borat did. I was showing Gina some of them last week. They're so funny. They're so well done. Uh, his commitment to the craft of pranking yep. is outrageous. It's, yep. it's so good. It's so deep. It turns it into an art. Uh, you know, I'm, I I can't say enough positive things about Sasha Byrne Cohen and his dedication to comedy through Borat um, that I am like overjoyed that this is coming. And we're in this really weird political time where yep. we're dealing with, you know, desperately trying to get Trump out of office or Oof. rational people are trying to do that. No. And, uh, the idea of Borat kind of coming in as part of that movement uh, is very exciting to me too. Yep. Um, and I just think that the movie, even by itself, without any of the political stuff, is I, I would already be excited, but that makes me more excited. Right. And I cannot wait to see what he does. Here's the only thing, though. Then I'll, I'll admit this. So it's coming out directly to Amazon. Yes. You know why? No. Here's a question. Borat was owned by 20th Century Fox. Right. So who owns 20th Century Fox now? Disney. Disney. So Disney's not going to release a Borat movie. Oh, they sure aren't. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing. Fine. Makes sense. They got to sell it to somebody. Yep. Was this ever going to be in theaters? I don't know. Did did they make it and then sell it to Amazon? It's weird. Or did they make it, or did Amazon make it with the plan of always releasing it straight to digital? Right. Because part of the trailer- Sorry, sorry, sorry. to to be clear. Yeah. Was it originally planned for a theatrical release? Or was Amazon always in charge of it and it was always planned to be released on Amazon streaming? Right. That's that's the question I'm asking. It uh, it looks like it was completed after the pandemic started. Yes. So they had to have an idea of theaters might not be viable 
or, you know, maybe it started with the idea of being a theatrical release. And then that's, in the that's, course of filming, they were like, oh, we clearly cannot release this to theaters. That's what I want to know, right. because as we've talked about, the amount of movies that have come out straight to digital streaming right. that are great have been... Are you still going after that cricket? No, I got the cricket. I was just trying to wipe it off my uh, post-its. <laughs> we've talked about this recently. The amount of movies that come out straight to digital that are really good... It's like almost none. It's low, yeah. And like we talked about Between Two Ferns, the movie with Zach yep. Galifianakis and how a lot of funny stuff in it, fun little project, but it didn't really compare to like a regular, like full length comedy movie. Right. You know, it just felt a little bit rushed and a little bit uh, not fully baked, half baked. Right. And I'm hoping that Borat 2 is not going to feel like one of those half baked Small project. I honestly, I'm pretty optimistic about Borat too being yeah, me too. well done and funny. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Cause because Sasha Baron Cohen is so good and I love him and I trust him and I, and I really hope it is. Um but uh but I'm being I'm being cautiously optimistic, but it's hard to be cautiously optimistic about something that is like one of your favorite things of all time. Right. This is like if Jackass 4 was coming out straight to digital. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very tough. Very tough, but uh, I love the dude, and I, I really trust him. Um, I watched a movie I wanted to tell you about. Please. A couple years ago, this movie came out called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Loosely based on the children's books of the same name? Yes. Yes. Um, and when it came out, I thought the trailer looked awesome. What did yes. you think of the trailer? Yeah, it, it, great, uh, it, like, frightening atmosphere. And it's a PG-13 horror movie. Right. Um, which can kind of feel neutered sometimes. Yes. Um, however... Like The Ring, I think, is an excellent horror movie. And it's that was scary. PG-13. Yeah. Um, and so I was cautiously optimistic again. And uh, then the movie came out a couple years. I think it was probably 2018, I'm yeah, guessing. I think so. Poor reviews. Directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, if not directed, then by produced. produced he, by, yeah. he, he was affiliated with it somehow. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I just haven't... I didn't watch it for a long time. Then... The other day, Gina and I, my girlfriend, were like, it was actually not, it was, the, it, was it was, is it, is there, how many days in September? 30. Then it was September 30th. The, the, the rhyme goes 30 days, half September. That's literally What's the first half one. Mean? Half, H-A-T-H. 30 days, half? Half September. What does half mean? It's like, has, except it's old timey King james -y. 30 days, has September. Yes. That's a little strange. Yeah. What's up with that? Oh, I, I didn't make up the rhyme. I always thought it was half. And nope. I was like, 30 days, half September. That means it has 60, 60 days. days. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it well, was. No, no. It has 30 days, but it has 30 nights. 30 days. That's, Ooh, that's 30 days of night. Yes. 30 days of night. Her, Terrifying. 30 days, half September, April, June, maybe November. Yes. That's, that's how it goes. <laughs> so how does it go? You tell me. I have no idea. You must know how it goes. I just that, know how many days are in each month. <laughs> all right. Well, I didn't. All right. Then, let's, then do some math. 30 days, half September, April, June, and November. Yep. Is there another ember? No. That's it, right? That's the only ember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31. Except for February. Except that's February. pretty fun. That's really fun. That's not what it is. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh. Uh, I don't know what the rhyme is. Neither do I. I Man, spinning straw into gold, half September. We're, I, we're really falling into these holes here that we yeah. don't really know what these words mean. All right. So 30 days. I was like, it's September 30th. 
I love Halloween. You know my feelings about Halloween. We're into the season. I was like, let's watch a Halloween movie. And Gina's like, oh, I don't want to watch something that's too scary. I don't want to have a lot of blood and gore and stab. And so I was like, what about scary stories still in the dark? It's kids. It's uh, PG-13. Right. It, it, the, the trailer was very atmospheric. I'm like, let's watch it. And I didn't tell her I heard it was bad. I right. left that part out because then she might, you know, right. not be interested. So we put it on. Amazing imagery up front. Okay. It is Halloween in the movie. Right. And everyone's getting ready for Halloween. Perfect exterior shots. Perfect shots of the sky and the leaves and the feelings. Halloween, you know, giving me feelings of Halloween 4. Wow, sweatpants. Not as perfect, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Halloween 4 is tough because it was shot during a time where like, it just the film look, it looks different. It's a little, like I said, it's a little soft. It's a little yeah. flat. It looks perfect. The colors are kind of muted. Oh, anyway, this movie was shot a couple years ago, so it looks very crisp. Um, great. Love the atmosphere. The first story, if you remember the trailer, do you remember the, the scarecrow in the trailer? Yes. Oh, that's the first story. Okay. It's and so it, scary. it takes a bunch of stories and it puts them all together within this group of kids. Yep. It's essentially about these kids that are like good kids and they go in this house that's abandoned and there's some bad kids, bully kids. Oh, no. And the bully kids lock them in a room or something in the house and uh, they find this book and the girl takes it home and it's a book of scary stories. Right. But sometimes the book starts writing a story in front of her. Ah, okay. And it plays out. First one is the Scarecrow one. Oh, it's so creepy. Yep. So well done. So it's... Ah, I really, really enjoyed it. And so I'm not going to spoil the movie, but it has a bunch of these different stories happen. Right. And uh, I thought it was really, really fun. I mean, maybe if you're watching it from a plot standpoint and you're like, well, does this make sense? And does this make sense? And what is this? And where is this going? You'll be like, ah, oh, that movie was Okay. But in terms of atmosphere, Halloween, enough of a plot for a horror movie, you know, to be honest, it kind of does go in the direction of like the ring where it's like, oh, there's a ghost girl and she needs our help. Yeah. And here's how we're going to help her. It's like something, something kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think that it was really, really fun, really fun Halloween movie to watch. And if you're interested in a movie like... Like, if you watch, like, a movie that's just about, like, killing, it's like a horror movie and that's it, and it's around Halloween, that's one thing. But if you're looking for a movie that has, like, a Halloween autumnal atmosphere, that that's that's way more what I want. Mm -hmm. And this movie really delivered. It was, like, the perfect movie to watch on September 30th. All right. And I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, if you care about that atmosphere and that feeling and some fun... Uh, vi the visual stuff was unbelievable. Right. I thought it was excellent, which is kind of like what you'd expect the strength to be. Yeah. Um, not only the real um, cinematic autumnal shots, but like the design of the things. And there's like some stuff that's like kind of scary, kind of creepy. And all that stuff was excellent. That's great. Really great. I'm I really, you enjoyed, really enjoyed it. it. Yeah. It seems like something that you would enjoy. Uh, possibly. In my head. What does that mean? Well, I've, I've just been scared of everything lately. Movie-wise? Uh, you know, life-wise. But uh, <laughs> especially movie-wise, the idea of there's so much fear in my daily life, the idea of adding more to it artificially seems challenging. Don't you feel like uh, the, the viewpoint on that is that people turn more I, you to know, scary movies when they're more scared of real stuff? Cause yeah. Because it, it, it diverts your attention to something that is harmless? Right. That, uh, that's what people say yes uh is like the zombie movement yes like when people get really into zombies which has happened multiple times throughout like pop culture yeah. it's during times where they need relief from real right worry that's maybe for for real people that works for me uh less so earlier i was reading a book called the constant rabbit it's by jasper 40 
It's a very confusing. I thought it was Jasper Ford. Nope. Is it? How does it spell it? F F O R D E. Hmm. He's Welsh. Hmm. Um, you know, a brief summary is that somehow rabbits have gained sentience and become like anthropomorphic, like human-sized talking rabbits. Like if if bugs and Lola Bunny came to life for real. Oh my God! If Lola Bunny, if, I know. If I know. she came to life for real, then yep. bugs would have some serious competition on his hand. Would you be on my basketball team to fight for Lola's love? Do I get Lola's or is it, is it, it just to for be you? my friend? Yeah. You know, what? you know what? If we win, I won't press the button in the box. Then yes. <laughs> I'm in. We're combining a lot so, of things. Someone walks in. What are they doing? That's kind of like a space jam slash the box thing. Uh, <laughs> what? Okay. You know, Jasper 40. <laughs> yes. No. Um, sorry. So it's not a frightening book by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it actually, it's, it's like deep about xenophobia and, kind of uh, how you treat people who are different than you and so on and so forth. Very interesting. Are rabbits the new minority? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I was reading it and my on-call phone rang. And, and you know, the volume of the on-call phone is is very high. And I like jumped. I threw my Kindle in the air, like freaking out. And it's like still light outside. And so the idea of saying like, oh no, now I want to watch a scary movie after dark by myself. Yeah. It seems like I, I just can't do it. Would, are you easily scared? Yes. If you open, if you went to go close your door at night and you looked outside and there was someone standing there with a Michael Myers mask looking at you from the road, would you be like, what would you do? I, first of all, I'd be like, Hey Chuck. Yeah. Uh, but no. then, but then you would call me. Yes. And right, uh, then. right then. And I'd be like, Hey, uh, I, I see you're standing outside my house. And then I hear like, you know, you knock over some bowling pins in the background. Right. I'm, I'm the bowling alley. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, Oh boy. Yeah. Um, then I think I'm really freaked out. Would you freak? Would you freak out? I wouldn't freak out, uh, but <laughs> I would, call, please? I would shut the door and then try to casually look through my, like a different window to see if he's still there and your, to see. Your other window is three feet to the left of that well, window. Well, no, I, I, in, in my spare room, oh, in my I'm other sure, room. Okay. Uh, failing that, I would flee. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would dive out my bedroom window and sprint for the hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. And then, you know, get caught. I would be really scared. I mean, I have a problem because I live on a main street. Yep. And uh, I work all night. Like I yep. work from at least midnight to 3.30 a.m. every night on like videos and articles and stuff like that and podcasts. And... I have a big bay window right next to where I work and I'm on a main street. So there's all these like street lights and cars probably come by, you know, I mean, let's say after 1am right. to 3.30, maybe one car every 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Because, you know, but then, you know, starting around 5am, it's constant cars in front right. of my house, as you know. Um, I do. I sit there and I count them. Yes. And there's like street lights. And so I can just see, and I always have to like convince myself not to look outside. I, it's weird. As we were, as we were doing this podcast, I was like, you know, it would be a funny prank if I got like fake blood on my hand and like crept up to Chuck's window at three in the morning Ugh. and just put the hand up there and then slowly pulled it down. And so you see, even if you're not there, yeah. you see a bloody handprint the next day. But I'm if like- If someone wanted to play a prank on me on the Bay Window at, at two in the morning in would, front of my house, they could easily do yeah. it any day of the week, yeah. anytime. Ultimately though, uh, first of all, they couldn't do it anytime. They'd have to do it at two in the morning. Right. But I don't want to do that to you. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're Lola Bunny teammates. Yeah, right. And- uh but I like, I do think that idea and pl- but like it's on a main road. So yes. the idea of like, well, I have to get away with a prank and then like 
flee with with my hand covered in. You're I, always fleeing in these stories. A lot of fleeing. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to I have to get away so you don't catch me doing the prank. Right, right, right. And uh, and you know you would assume it's a prank, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but then like it still has to be cleaned up, and yeah. I and I wouldn't want to actually freak out Gina. Yeah. Where she's like, there's she a bloody it. handprint she on our window. What happened? And she's you're less, like, I, I would get you're like, it's Brad. Her. And then I call you and I'm like, hey, I'm at the bowling alley. And you're like, what the? <laughs> as, as though it's incompatible. You know this, but one time I was, I was editing and it was like two in the morning. Yes. And a guy came up to my window and knocked on the window. Yep. And I opened the window and like, obviously there's a screen there. I opened it. I'm like, uh, can I help you? And he's like, can I come in? I'm having a mental breakdown. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And I couldn't let him in. Nope. See, so so you wouldn't kill someone with the box, but you wouldn't let in the mental breakdown. You, I, I would do exactly what you did. And I would call the other resources in my town yes. to help this, this poor individual. I said, where are you going? He said, the police station. I said, it's really close. Why don't you keep walking? I'll call the police right now for you and they'll come meet you. And they met him uh, within two blocks of my house. I could see them right. stop him and help him out. But man, that would have been scary to let him in. Yes. But would that have made a good story? Well. Depends on what he did in my house. That's true. If he And who who lives to tell this story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Does he cut off your skin and start living as Chuck Stanton? Are you if someone goes if someone tried to kill you, what do you think? They they do it or you stop them? I you know, it depends how they're doing it. Regular they, guy, evenly matched. Are, well, are they are they coming at me in the Knife. front or or well, all right. Knife to the front. Knife to the front. I th- I think I can fight him off for at least a little while. <laughs> Uh, but, but if he's like, oh, could you please get me a glass of water? And I turn my back to, yeah. to get him a glass of water from the fridge. Boom. Stabbed in the back. I'm done. I'm done for. I don't know if I, I My politeness is my undoing. I know we've seen a lot of movies. If someone stabbed you in the back yep. to get to your organs, wouldn't they just stab through your rib cage? Uh, well, I mean, they like your no. ribs, you, there's space between the ribs. No. The idea, you're saying that he's going to aim his knife to go in between your ribs? He's an experienced killer. No, there's no, that you know that that's not possible. I, it, it is It is unlikely. What if he stabs me multiple times? He's going to break the ribs? Well, no, he's, he's stabbing me, stabbing me, and I'm, I'm, I'm bleeding out. I, I've is got he a, breaking, I, all, is, okay, all, all so he's, I, not, he's I, not getting to your organs. No, all I have, a pitcher of water in my oh, hand. Oh, he's making a bunch I got, of stabs. I got, a, I got to turn and, and hit him with a pitcher of water? <laughs> What's that going to do? I don't know. Ugh. It's going to get him wet. You're it's just going to get him more mad. You're saying multiple stabs bleeding out. In the back, yeah. Multiple, in, in, in the organs front, fine, untouched. In the, in the front, I think I, I think I can block it. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting some defensive wounds on my forearms. Yeah. Uh, and then I hope to like use what I've learned from a mutual friend of ours mm-hmm. to like control the wrist yeah. so that he can't stab me. You think so? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. If we're if we're relatively even evenly matched, yeah. average guy. But this if guy he, had a guitar on his back. Ooh. So that makes it like, you know, that's cumbersome to stab someone yeah. with. Yeah. If I'm gonna kill someone. Zero percent chance. Um, I have a guitar in my back. Well, I, I mean, you know, unless you've just come off stage and you're like, "All right, I'm going to push the button now," and you push the button, the person dies. You've still got a guitar <laughs> yeah, in your back. I guess that's how I would have to yes. do it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I could uh, I could easily be scared any time of the day. Yeah, I know. I'll talk about this in the podcast because there's no way he's going to listen to it. My cousin Christian, yes, who's also the drummer of my band Senior Discount, um, one of my close friends for a long time, our whole lives. And uh, his bachelor party is coming up. Yes. And we were talking. So we, so we had a little decorating party at my house this weekend. Not too many of us. Very small. A handful of us. Uh, you know, we're being careful of the cove. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're decorating for Halloween, though. We're pulling up all the decorations. 
And his bachelor party, in quotations, is next week. It's going to be five people total right. watching a football game. That's his bachelor party because coronavirus kind of prevents us from having right. a larger party or going out in public, whatever. And his fiance uh, was there, Melissa. And like... Sweetheart. Love her to death. Uh, I like Melissa. She's funny. Um, and uh, so we were talking about the bachelor party. And like, I don't even I didn't even say anything mischievous. I wasn't trying to do anything. But people think of me as like some kind of instigator or something. Have you noticed? Yes. And uh, I, I have noticed. <laughs> and uh, she's like, Chuck, there will be no strippers at this bachelor party. Blah, 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 blah. There's no, you better not bring any strippers, blah, blah, blah. And of course, like, I can't just say like, of course I won't. I have to be like, I'm like, I don't know. It's a bachelor party. You know, who knows? And I have no plans of anything, right. but I can't just let that go. I think my favorite was, was when she said no women at all. And you said, well, who knows with pronouns these days? <laughs> And I'm like, that's genuinely funny. Yeah. And it also doesn't make sense. No, no, it does not. Um, but I was messing with her, messing with her, messing with her. And she was getting madder and madder and madder. And finally, I told her, um, I'm like, I have a, a, a plan to scare Christian at some point that I think is so funny. And uh, I told her, I'm like, what was flashing red over there? Oh, it's your TV. Your TV. Yeah, TV. Sorry. Yeah. I thought it was, I seriously thought I was having like a stroke just now. I'm like, okay. whole wall turned red just now in, my, in front of my eyes, but the TV was reflecting. It's blood. And, I, and, I, and she, I made a pinky promise I wouldn't bring any strippers. Right. Or women at all, she said. Yeah, I think so. Um, and uh, I was like, I have a plan to scare Christian. I might need your help and you can't tell him and you're going to pinky promise you won't tell him. And she's like, oh, deal. That's fair. So we pinky promised. He lives a couple streets away from me in right. Warren, Rhode Island. And uh, he's like... You know, he's easily frightenable as just as I am. Yep. And I was like, man, if we got like 10 of us, we all put on black long sleeve shirts and black pants of any kind. And we all got Michael Myers masks and like 10 of us ran in his house because his door is always unlocked and he's always in the living room. And we ran up to him in the living room and just started freaking out and stomping and shaking his chair and pounding on the walls and, and just freaking out all like 10 Michael Myers. Right. Like he would freak out. Anybody would freak out if that happened. <laughs> I don't think it's endemic to Christian. <laughs> but imagine that. If, if that happened to you, what would you do? I would, I would cry. I would literally, I would cry. I would, I, I am almost certain I would void my bowels. You would, you would change your stance on the box thing just that, cause it might be one of those. What, 10 one of the ten, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd press it 10 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know these guys. I don't know them. Yes. Um, and I do, I would love to do that prank. It'd be so funny. Do you, th do you think it crosses the line? We're just going to pound and stomp and scream. Uh, <laughs> Maybe fake knives. Uh, Ooh, fake knives, fake knives. But we only stab each other. Okay. Well, then you're just confusing. <laughs> you're just confusing him at that point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I wouldn't take part in it. How about this? Five Michaels come uh, in. Okay. And they start walking towards him. And then from the other door, uh -huh. five Jasons come in. And then the Michaels and Jasons notice each other and they turn to, to fight each other. Do they do a Sharks and Jets style yeah. snap? <laughs> yeah. It's just... <laughs> circling. I, you know what? <laughs> They're snapping. Can, can there be like one... Hold on, hold on, we do it and then we put our hand in and they tie it. Yep. And then a referee, it's yep. Freddy Krueger with a referee <laughs> shirt comes in. <laughs> can there be like one girl Jason and one girl Michael Myers? Yes, yes. So scantily clad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cheering us on. Yep. Um... But I would love to do that prank. Uh, why did I go into that? We're talking about we're talking about scare pranks in general. Oh uh, yeah, 
Anyway, we had a good time uh, decorating for Halloween. Yes. Got a bunch of uh, Marvel Zombies stuff, new Marvel Zombies stuff this year that I'm putting up, and uh, it's a lot of fun. All right, the last thing I want to talk about this week is really, you know, it's tough. Like Usually our podcast consists of more personal stuff, but we're kind of, we're getting through the pandemic, and there's just, we're not doing as much stuff. We usually have yep. a lot of adventures. I almost didn't realize how many adventures we had until this coronavirus happened. Yeah. Right? I, I think I was always appreciative of the stuff we did, but it didn't, I, I, it because it, was so constant. It wasn't a thing that I yeah. really gave conscious thought to. Me too. Me too. It just was our lives. Um, and we'll be back there soon. Yeah. All right. This is from comingsoon.net. Jamie Foxx returning as Electro for Tom Holland's Spider-Man 3. Now, if you don't know what that means, here's what it means. There was a series called Amazing Spider-Man. Um... That was that was owned by Sony Pictures. Yes. Two films, two films uh, starring Andrew Garfield as Spider Man, Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy, and uh, you know, in Spider Man Two, Amazing Spider Man Two had Jimmy Fox's Electro. That series ended. Sony made a deal with Marvel Studios, who didn't have control of Spider Man, and now Spider Man is in the Avengers movie series run by Disney and Marvel Studios, and Tom Holland plays Spider Man there, and he has been in two standalone films so far as well as like three or four group films. And uh, he's about to be in his third standalone film. And this is saying that Jamie Foxx, who played Electro in the Amazing Spider-Man series, is coming back to play Electro in the new Spider-Man series, which is a whole different continuity that has nothing to do with the Amazing Spider-Man. Now, this is really interesting because one of the things that is going to be explored by DC, definitely, is the idea of using the multiple different series over the years of Batman, like Michael Keaton as Batman, uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, and other ones like Christopher, you know, um, Christian Bale as Batman, stuff like that. They're making a movie that is where, where the story is that there's a multiverse uh, revealed in, in the DC universe right. where Ben Affleck's Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman, at the very least, meet. Right. Right. And I think they've already done it a little bit with two different flashes on the Flash TV show with the movie Flash. Right. Um, So here's what's interesting about it. People know about reboots and remakes and stuff like that. Yes. Usually, you know, let's let's think of what's a a good famous uh, reboot of movies that are completely different that have nothing to do with each other. Like... Um, like, like Batman, but not, but something that's not comic books. To me, it was 21 Jump Street was rebooting the TV show into an action comedy. But they and, did incorporate those characters. Right. So let's talk about, uh, no, I guess that's not a good one. What's, what's a good one? How come I can't think of one? Uh, there was a Dukes of Hazard movie. Dukes of Hazard. Uh, that sure. starred Johnny oh, Fred, Knoxville uh, and Sean William Scott. Instead. Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street, there was the original one with Robert England playing Freddy Krueger that had, you know, directed by Wes Craven, had a bunch of sequels. Then they made a new one, I think in 2010, yeah. with the guy who played... Jackie uh, Earl Haley, yes. the guy who played Rorschach in uh, Watchmen. Yes. And those two, you know, they just did the original movie over. It's a different movie. It's a remake, whatever, with a slightly different story. So what they're doing now with this, for people who are just casual movie fans, are saying, well, within these comic book stories, there really are multiverses. So we're going to use those existing stories or, or stories like them to explain the remakes and reboots as ex- as coexisting, as coexisting universes within the same DC universe, right? Yes. And there's a question, will uh, you know, Disney slash Marvel 
do that in the Avengers universe. Because previously there's been different Spider-Man movies. Right. There's been uh, other Fantastic Four movies. And even though the Fantastic Four are not in the Avengers universe yet, Disney has the rights to them and they will eventually introduce them. Same with X-Men. They're going to bring the X-Men eventually in their old X-Men movies. There's an old Daredevil movie as well as a Netflix Daredevil show. Right. And there's a question of, will they do this in the Avengers universe? And so far they've done... None of it, right? Right. Is there any hints to it? Nope. So so basically what we have as hints uh, in the future is A, um, I guess R, A, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is the name of the second Doctor Strange movie. Right. Um, and B, there's a new TV show called WandaVision coming out starring uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Right. But Vision was actually killed in... Um, Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War. Right. So there's a question of will that be a multiverse thing? Is that how he's alive in this? And there's, of course, the multiverse is in the title of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Right. And another oddity is that the director of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is Sam Raimi, who directed the original Spider Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire, which has led people to believe that perhaps part of that. Uh, multiverse theory will be bringing back Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man somehow. Possibly, yes. So now that uh, Jamie Foxx's character Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2 is being brought into this new Spider-Man series, the question is, is this going to be part of this multiverse thing? Right. Um, And it's really tough for me to say because it's so hard for me to see that character Electro and think that he's going to be that big of a piece of this puzzle. Right. Right? It, it's it's weird because like your options are basically, he is the same character somehow transported from Andrew Garfield universe yes. to you know Tom Holland universe. Yes. Or the studio has cast him to play the same role and will not acknowledge his part in Amazing Spider-Man 2, which seems bizarre. Seems bizarre. However, here's the problem. Have you thought about this? I'll, I'll say this. Have seems th- bizarre, but it also seemed bizarre when Chris Evans, who had been the Human Torch, was cast as Captain America. Right, sure. But th- are you forgetting that this has already happened? Where they already had someone who played a character in a different superhero movie series and had them come into this one and play it without acknowledging anything? You know what I'm talking about? Nope. J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, that's right. He played uh, J. Jo- like the character. What's his name? The actor. He's so great. J.K. Simmons. Yes. He played J. Jonah Jameson, uh, who is you know the head editor of Daily Bugle. Yep. In uh, the original Spider-Man trilogy and the Sam Raimi trilogy. In the yeah. Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy from like the year like two thousand or whatever, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand one, yeah. whatever. They brought him into this new Spider-Man universe to play J. Jonah Jameson again. Right. Exactly the same character. That's true. Delivering lines exactly the same way. Yep. So, but, but I will say it is in the last like three minutes of the new Spider-Man movie, the right. newest the newest Spider-Man standalone movie. So, will he also be part of that? Or is he just a different alternate universe version of him? Right. Anyway, I know a lot of this sounds very convoluted and like, what? But I think that they will do a multiverse thing. They will reveal these characters but what is your call? Do you think that Electro will be from a different universe and that he's brought in at some somehow from a different universe? Or do you think they're just going to ignore it and he's just going to play Electro in this universe? I'm going to say multiverse. Wow. I am going to take a stand. I have nothing to back it up other than just 
Gut instinct. Here's the other thing. Could they just have some of the characters be played by the same people with the excuse of, yeah, this is their other, their counterpart in another version, another universe. Very possible. Um, I just think it's interesting. The movie uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out and it was from Sony uh, maybe two years ago, three years ago. And it was an animated film that takes place completely outside these continuities. Right. And... It, it basically is this story of, of realizing the multiverse and having all these different universes and there's Spider-Man in each universe and they team up. And Tom Holland was originally supposed to make an appearance in it right. in the live action universe. Um, so I do think they're going to go in this direction. I think it's a really fun direction to go in. I think that good, interesting writers can really make it great. They've already kind of dabbled with this multiple versions of a character in Endgame, where they yep. did all the time travel stuff, and yep. it was really, really fun and really, really well done. So I think they're going to do it, but I don't know how they're going to handle Electro. He just seems like too inconsequential of a character. I agree, but if he's one of the Sinister Six, and I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. know. You know, I just want to get to maximum carnage. That's oh all I want. Oh, my God. The only thing is... I though, just don't think that will ever happen. I don't know if it'll ever happen. I think it easily could, because right. Venom was by itself. Then... uh Venom 2 is going to have, it's called like Venom 2, like absolute carnage or something. Yeah. And carnage is in it. Right. And they've already crossed over the MCU with that Sony Spider-Man universe because the, the Vulture the, is yeah. in the Morbius trailer. That's right. So I think they could build to it, but it might be a really neutered small version of it. Yeah. Which scares me because I really didn't think the Venom movie was very good. I actually thought that, uh, what's his name that plays Venom? Tom Hardy. I thought he was great. Yep. Um, but the movie was just not great. Yep. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, my, you know, my pitch for, uh, my pitch for how they should handle introducing the multiverse is they should make Spider-Man a main character. They could make it a team movie. They can right. make it, you know, a bunch of the Avengers, but they should make Spider-Man a main character. They should introduce the multiverse. Maybe it's in Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Right. And Spider-Man, you know, <clears throat> following the Marvel, the, the storyline in these Avengers movie, Iron Man was always his most important kind of like uh, person he looked up to. Right his mentor, and he was a big part of the first Spider-Man movie. He died in Avengers Endgame. Then his shadow loomed huge over Spider-Man Homecoming, the second Spider-Man movie. It's far from home. Far from home. And that's right. His, that one. Like he was like, it was all over the place where there was a right. documentary about him. There was murals of him. Yep. There was questions of like, you know, he has to step up and fill Iron Man's shoes. This team up movie should be like, they reveal the multiverse to, to the Avengers, including Peter. Peter Parker, Spider-Man. And he should be like, oh my God, we can get Iron Man back. Right. It's a multiverse. That means that he's still, he's like, could he still be alive? And so they have to go into a different universe to get something or do something. And he should be on the hunt to find um, Tony Stark, Iron Man. Right. And eventually he should get to the him by the end of the movie and be like, Mr. Stark, like you can come back into our universe. Yeah. Like, I can't believe this. You're alive again. You can come back, come home with us. And then he reveals like Tony Stark is like, what do you mean? Like, I have a family here. Yeah. I have these people here that care about me. I have this person. And even there's a Spider-Man here that cares about me. And what it would do, it would introduce the idea that these characters exist in the other universes, right. but that you can't just pull them in and out right. when someone dies because they have their own lives and they have their own ties right. and stuff like that. And that would make it because otherwise it cheapens death. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. it does cheapen death. If you have war machine and he dies, but there's just another, there's just an, an infinite amount of war machines in other universes. Right. It doesn't seem important, but if they do that, I think they will kind of re yeah. retain the depth um, and the, the, uh, 
the gravity of the deaths. Um, but yeah, we'll see. The electro thing is really, really interesting. I'm really excited for it. I want to see what they do. It's crazy that these movies have been on pause for so long now. Though. Yeah. We were getting so many per year. It was like three or four a year for these yeah. Avengers movies. And now we haven't had one in like a year and a half, right? Right. So and the first one's going to be what? May 2021? Yeah, it's Black Widow is, uh, is, is delayed by a year. So Wow. It's really interesting to see what they're doing in terms of like release timeline and filming timeline. Like there are movies that are supposed to, they, like, they haven't started filming yet. And mm-hmm. so it's a good thing they already have these done. So they, uh, but you know, there are movies that I want to see and not just Marvel movies. Yeah, I know. Fast and Furious Fast 9. Fast and Furious. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Oh so uh, we'll, we'll see uh, where these all go. I'm excited for the opportunity and you know, we're just we're just pausing right now and yep. uh, appreciating what we have and when when they start coming back, um, you know we'll be excited to see them. So I, I it it does kill me a little bit that we have to wait a little longer to find out what this electro news is. But yes, who knows? Who knows indeed, my friend. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. That's all I got this week, I think. All right. Well, folks out there, thank you all so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com, or find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. Yes, and we will post about our entire back catalog when we get this figured out. Again, if you can help us with uh, FeedBurner, Blogspot, XML, RSS, Podcasts, iTunes, blah, 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 email us at chuckandbrad at gmail.com, like Brad said, or go to chuckandbradpodcast.com and find the contact us link. If you want to check us out on social media, you can find Chuck at Discount Chuck on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Brad Rohr. That's B-R-A-D-R-O-H-R-E-R. Yes. On Instagram or Twitter. That's right. And uh, of course, check out the Chuck and Brad podcast on Facebook. Yes. Um, Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. We honestly do appreciate you. That's all I've got. That's all I got. Deuces.
is my message to you.